Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Creative Psychopaths. This is just the pre-show bit, the pre-show amble you've got to listen to before you get to the actual podcast that you came here for. This week it's just me and Matthew doing a top five horror comedies, which was a lovely episode to record. Uh, I said this in the show, but uh, I'll say it again here. We are looking at doing more top fives, so if you've got any suggestions for topics, then please message me on any of the social medias which you'll find linked in the uh, notes below um so yeah really that's it the only thing you need to know going into this episode is severed limbs are hilarious uh, that's not relevant to the episode but I think. Welcome to another episode of Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast hosted by me, Mark, and him, Matthew. Oh, each week we meet and discuss horror movies with a guest and they tell us their horror history or just the two of us chatting. Well, horror movies. It's a horror movie podcast. If uh, if you didn't get that it's a horror movie podcast, then it is in fact a horror movie podcast. I think I've said that enough times now. Is it a horror movie podcast? It's something like that. I mean, it certainly is. Yeah, it's it, it's whatever you want it to be. If you say it's a horror, we 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 agree. Well, it's not just a horror movie podcast today, is it though? It's horror comedy today. Today, today, the main subject that we're going at is we're going to do our top five horror comedies. We're, we're taking our horror sandwich and we're stuffing a big barrel of laughs in the middle of it. We are. We are. Um, for uh, people who have listened over time, you, you know I probably, or at least the first time I did this top five was when I had n- no guest book, so I just sort of thought of something to do. Um, but between us, we decided it was a good thing that we're going to do, and we're going to try and start doing more often. Yeah, um, it's something that I think is you know interesting to talk about, a good way to find new films that you want to watch, and, you know, great for for people to join in we like to uh to hear from you and you know we did put this on the facebook group and we'll talk about that to, towards the end of all the films that have been mentioned yes yeah and the facebook group is creative psychopaths a horror movie podcast because it is in fact a horror movie podcast Um, so if this is your first time listening then you want to go there and you know you can get involved in all these chats that we have yeah. come join us it's fun <laughs> come join us danny Danny? Yeah. I know, I don't know why I asked, because I knew. Uh, right, so. But when we do these top fives, I normally like to just do a little... We haven't even had banter. Um, we had we had group banter. We had some, we had some sort of... <laughs> I think we, we bantered, bantered before the banter. Pre-bantered. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> what will... We'll force banter in throughout, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll try to anyway. Uh, yeah, so what I like to do with these ones um, is just firstly go through some of the horror movies that I've been watching before we get into the top five, or at least what we've both been watching. And we might as well just get going with that. Uh, okay. 
So, uh, do you want me to start? Uh-huh. Well, to be honest, I've only really got one that I've watched recently. Uh, oh, right. okay. Because the last one that I watched, we did the bonus episode on we when we talked to pray. Uh, ah, right. But okay. we uh, we now have Nope released in this country, and I, I saw that yesterday. Oh, um, it came out. It it came out. Oh, I might have to go see that. Well, I, I think you're going to get a real kick out of it. Yeah, it's it's very Jaws. Oh, and, oh well. uh, yeah, I think Jordan Peele has gone quite Spielberg on it. Oh well, I'll uh, I look forward to seeing that. I might try and get get there tomorrow night. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we'll we'll save uh, any any chat about it until you've seen it. And uh, yep. Yeah, I, I would uh, just say I recommend it to uh, to all the listeners. Oh, that's good. That's um, sort of sizzle, isn't it? It's a bit of, bit of spit in the pan. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Well, and then um, perhaps I should just uh, go through my list. Right, okay. So I've actually watched loads of movies. So I've only picked out, um, well, technically it's six, but I'm lumping two of them together. Um, so... Because I got a little Shudder subscription, um, the 1980 film Alligator came out, which is about a giant alligator. And I always recall it being a good movie. Um, so I thought I'd give it a go. Um, and it and it was. <laughs> so it is about a giant alligator, of course, one that gets flushed down the old, uh, the old toilet and then some company that's using growth hormones in dogs, they're getting rid of them in the sewers. So the alligator is eating growth hormone dogs um this sounds incredible yeah yeah and for 1980 the practical effects are pretty damn good pretty damn good um and i watched the second movie that the practical effects are not great for but um both movies seem to center around a sort of wisecracking cop um sort of a well Sort of a misogynist sort of cop, really, but it's sort of the 80s, so you have to... It's the 80s, yeah. You have to try and let some of that go. And uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed both of them very much. You were, uh, they were a bit dumb, but good along the way. The second one has a sort of, like, um, set of hunters turn up from the, like, bayou, so they've got this sort of American-French accent, which is a treat. Now... The next one I wanted to talk about is, um, oh, I might upset some people with this one, but I watched Suspiria. Have you seen Suspiria? Original or remake? Original. Okay, yes. Okay. Well, I really didn't like it. Um, you didn't? No, no. I, was, I, I watched it and I thought, this is a terrible film. It can't be reviewed very well. So I checked it and it's like, you know, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. And it was like, hmm, what have I missed here? But no, I, I didn't like it at all. It's um, really like the back sort of six minutes or so are, are quite intense and really good. But up until then, it's sort of incomprehensible. I, I quite like that about it. Like the uh, sort of the, the vibrant fever dream nature of it. I, I do. Uh, I, I can. I can definitely understand why, why people wouldn't like it because it is, you know, quite uh, alienating in the filmmaking style compared to yeah you know, what, what you get now. Uh, 
I just 80s. feel like it's shot nicely, but a lot of it feels like, you know, uh, I don't even know how to put it. Like it's kind of got this weird dub over it, hasn't it? That yeah, it's 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 got none that... of the voices tend to come from the actual people speaking them at any time. No, but their their mouths seem to be do- making the words. So I was like, because I know Dario Argento is Italian, so I didn't. I don't know if it was an Italian movie, but no, um, no, I, I I didn't like it at all. I thought it was poorly acted as well. But you know, again, maybe that's just me. But you know, we we can only like what we like. Yeah, of course. Uh, let's see. Oh, another movie here from nineteen eighty. Pin. Now, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of Pin. <laughs> um, I, I can't say I have. No, well, it's about a... Um, hmm, it's very hard to explain. So there's basically um, a couple of kids and their dad's a doctor. And in his um, doctor's surgery, he has an anatomically correct um, doll. Um, but... He's a pediatrician and he's able to use ventriloquism. So he gets the doll to speak to the kids and stuff and it puts them at ease and, and such like that. And it's it's quite good. It's quite good in that way. But the son, the son really believes that Pin's alive. Um, and then we sort of cut to them later in year in later in in years, you know, as they've they've got older. And um, it turns out that the son has sort of taken on this sort of ventriloquism thing, but more as a split personality. Um, And then their parents die and Pin ends up coming to live in the house. And we sort of, Pin never actually really does anything. So we, we see the sort of, the guy break down into two personalities. He's got one feeling like he's been driven to do bad things by this doll because they do eventually do do bad things um and then obviously himself battling with the morality of sort of doing it and um i really enjoyed it i thought it was really good i thought it was... yeah he's got it up on letterbox it's pretty well reviewed and uh, the voice of pin is jonathan banks who is uh mike ermantrout in breaking bad and better call soul hmm. so i mean that's a great voice for a mannequin isn't it yeah yeah no i really enjoyed it um I the funny thing about Pin is I found it while somebody somebody messaged me I think because somebody else they knew was looking for a film that they couldn't remember the name of and that's a bit weird isn't it um but they they only had the vaguest plot outlines um so I started I I couldn't figure out what it was and I don't think we did in the end but I started googling movies that sort of were something like that and pin came up and i looked at it and went oh, that sounds interesting and it was on prime or sugar or something like that so gave it a go absolute treat no it's it's sat in the watch list now i'll uh be sure to have a crack on that at some point yeah and so the other film to talk about is a movie that i spoke to you about which was vivarium um which yes um I was glad I had you for this one because I don't consider myself <laughs> I don't consider myself to be the highest of intelligent people. So sometimes it's difficult for me to see past the surface. So I was like, uh, I enjoyed that, but I'm not really sure what was going on here. But um you helped sort of at least 
explain yeah, what I, it vaguely was about. <laughs> I, I saw this and, and I, I did pretty enjoy it quite you know quite a lot. Uh, so I gave it four stars on Letterboxd. And the reviews were I was surprised at how negative they were really. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people sort of complained that it was too broad in what it was trying to say and, and a little bit uh, sort of basic with its analogies, but I think it taps into a kind of millennial panic and that's deeper, sort of like you're under the surface of that, the basic. I don't want to say too much though, because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who watches it. No, no, I don't think I, I sort of have brought this one along and I thought maybe it's too recent for us to spoil it really. But, but yeah, um... but it, I think it, it speaks to a very millennial Mm. Sort of, uh, you know, mental state about your know, fears for what yeah. our lives are, are, what they're going to be, and and sort of that we can't really escape it. And I think it, it did an interesting job of of telling that, you know, speaking those stories. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I, I, I recommend it to anybody listening, but we won't say too much more about it. Um, so the last one that I'm going to mention is the burning which is a movie I'd never seen before, which is, um, do you know what? I've forgotten what year it was. I was going to say 1980 again, but I don't think that's right. Um, 1981. 1981, so pretty close. I was pretty close. Um, Which is just actually a sort of simple slasher movie um, based in a summer camp. But I thought it was... Um, and the main killer in that is Cropsy, who I think I'd heard of before, but can't say I'd ever seen this movie before. But it's an urban legend in, I think it's New York. Uh, oh. And there is actually a film documentary uh, about Cropsy. There is. That's why I've heard that name before. Yes, there is. That's why I've heard that name before. That's. And I'm, I, I, Remember watching it on Netflix. It might be there if you are interested. Yeah, I have to look that up. Um, but yeah, it was it, it was a good movie. It was um, like I say, it's a slasher based in um, a summer camp, which it just does. It's just a sort of really good um, Friday the Thirteenth ish sort of movie, and um, the characters are good in it, and I enjoyed the kills and all that. So it, there's nothing special about it, really. The only thing I did think was really generally interesting about it was its release date was a week after um, Friday the 13th Part 2, which, considering that I think probably Part 2 is where Friday the 13th picks up its sort of um, uh, structure, I thought it was interesting that The Burning came out as well, and it was... Almost the same movie, really. Um, yeah. So, so it, sort of, I don't know, pre-cash grab sort of imitator. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say because obviously Friday the 13th, um, the original one, that that um, opened up the idea of doing summer camp horror movies. So that's where this came from. But I just thought it was interesting that The Burning and Friday the 13th Part 2 is so closely release to each other and yet follow a very very similar plot line 
And also, th- that movie's got um, Jason Alexander in from Seinfeld. A very young one, a very young version <laughs> of himself. Was he, was he still bald? No, no, he's got hair and everything. Um, wow. But the same voice. <laughs> <laughs> Which I suppose is normal. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about. I have been watching some other stuff, and I, I, I think I'll quickly reel it off while I'm here so people know what I've been watching. If only I could find my list. This is good podcasting. This is, yeah, this is what you get instead of forced banter. Yeah, forced waiting around. Oh, here we go. Um, so let's see. Uh, oh, 1408, which was a Stephen King movie, uh, which I, yeah, that's enjoyed. the one with John Cusack and Sam Jackson, in, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I actually really enjoyed that one. Uh, I meant to add that to my list of things I was going to talk about. Uh, The Orphan, uh, yeah, there's a new one coming out for that, isn't there? There is, yeah, although I'm not quite sure how they're going to do that. Um, and I also watched the sequels to Hell House LLC, so that's two and three of those. Uh, oh, and The Bay, which I really enjoyed. Uh, that was a found footage movie. So, actually, it was more of a mockumentary than a found footage, but it combines the two. But I enjoyed that too. I thought The Bay was really good. Um, recommended by someone on a another horror group. Well, the Great Mates horror group. I think I can plug that since I'm the admin there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, someone recommended it on there, and yeah, I went to go. I went, I watched that, and bur- burned through it, you know, very quickly. So yeah, no, I enjoyed that. So yeah, that's what I've been watching. I'm sure, I think there are more on my list because I just try and watch as much as I can now. I think I'm all horrid out. Cut I the- think that's why we've had to lighten it up with with comedy, haven't we? Cut the podcast. So did you have one you wanted to say, or was it just nope? So yeah, watch Nope. Uh, big. The, to be honest, the yesterday morning uh, I did watch They Live Again, but there is already an episode on that, isn't there? So you know, go back and listen to that. And uh, and yeah, not to, to be honest, not a great deal that uh, that I've been able to uh, to get through. To be honest, I do most of my uh, film viewing at the cinema, and, and there hasn't been all that much in uh, terms of right. coming out. Right. Oh, well, you see, I get about an hour and a half worth of breaks at work through a 12-hour shift, so I often watch at work. That's that's the only reason I churn through them. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's the, the dream. The last thing to mention, actually, is I've also, since I last did a top five, I've also read The Shining and Doctor Sleep. Um, okay. So I'm I'm all... Like I say, horrid out, really. Stop the podcast. Didn't you say in the last podcast that you were you, you refused to read any books? Yeah. Yeah, I did. But I don't think that counts. <laughs> I don't want uh, any clever books. Maybe Stephen King is clever. Uh, I, I, I think, yeah, Stephen King is, uh, is, is a very good writer. I think uh, accessibility is a skill and uh, he has it in abundance. Yeah, he does as well, and no, no shortage to his um, imagination either, which is good. You can always rely on a new Stephen King novel. Yeah, and the other thing that 
probably doesn't get spoken about enough as well. Is that it is a, a very varied writer as well, more so than you know, he really gets credit for. He's sort of known as that horror guy, but he yeah. does prisons as well. Yeah, he's Shawshank Redemption, uh, Green Mile, Green Mile, and you know, he's done say a couple of sort of hard boiled crime noir stories too. And, I feel like Stand By Me was um, was him yeah, too. Coming of age film, yeah. Oh, and actually, if I remember rightly, um, he did The Running Man, but under a pseudonym. Yes, he mm. did. And I can't for the life of me remember what the pseudonym was. Is it Richard Bachman or something like that? I think it might have been, yeah. Anyway, right. So should we get into that? That's the first, my first slice of bread uh, that... Oh, our first slice. It's a slice of bread, all right. Which is just rambling about horror movies, which is, I guess, what the podcast is about. So, top five horror comedies. Yep. So, I think what we're going to do for the format, we'll sort of take it in turns, giving them uh, if we come across the film that is on both of our lists, we'll, we'll just hold off talking about it until we've both mentioned it, and then we'll get through somewhere between five and ten and uh yeah hopefully you uh agree with the lists or if not yeah, t- yeah. too bad <laughs> there i was yeah. yeah well well i think we sort of in the end made an agreement with each other that if you consider it a horror comedy then it, then it is so we've just signed yeah, up so we've I've, just signed up to that <laughs> i think there's any, any film that sort of has been mentioned uh, just assume that we think it's either too funny to be a horror or too scary to be a comedy. Fair enough. So yep. It's a good rule of thumb, you know, because uh, yep. there are a lot of films where I think are, are really great films, but I, I just couldn't fit them into what sort of my definition of a horror comedy is. Oh, no, it sounds like I might have, uh, I might have broken that rule. <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter. It it's doesn't all good matter. fun. Let's get into exactly. Nobody's going to judge us today. So, do you want to go first, or I let you go first? That's oh, right. I rambled so, on. I'm going to say then for my number five is Zombieland. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't have that on my list. So. Okay. So yeah, I think it is. It, it's pretty much bang on sort of horror comedy it's got some quite you know tense and uh scary moments it's got some really great kills in it uh Mm -hmm. that venture sort of between comedy and and horror for those Uh, i think that the strength of the film sort of lives and dies by its cast so i think it's feels quite diverse uh sort of personalities but i know they've made magic they i mean they're all good actors uh, but yeah, they play yeah. off each other spectacularly well mm. and some wonderful know, the, bill murray action as well oh that one of the best cameos in history absolutely yeah yeah and yeah they uh just make this magic and and the rule structure that they put throughout the film uh just again sort of like we said on the the leslie vernon episode last week it it kind of plays off 
you know, all the horror films in the era and mm-hmm. make something good. Yeah, it, I, I liked, I, I really liked Zombieland. I like, um, you know, like they say, when he talks about the rules, it sort of moves out of the out of the movie you're watching into <laughs> something else, like a sort of almost infomercial sort of thing. Training and, camp. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, no, I really, is that the one that's got this week's top kill as well? I think. Yeah, so yeah. I believe that they've they toyed with the idea of spinning it off into a TV show where, right. where that would be a running joke. Uh, I think I'm, I'm pretty glad it didn't get off the ground. I think it kind of probably would have run out of steam, I think, trying to to keep that up. Uh, I mean, they waited what, 10 years for a sequel, mm-hmm. uh, which again was pretty good. I, I enjoyed the sequel. I don't think I've seen Zombieland 2. No, I haven't. Yeah, I mean, you know, they get the cast together again and sort of, you know, carry on where they left off. It's, you know, I don't want to say more of the same because that kind of sounds like I'm putting it down, but it's more of the same in a good way. Well, that's what you want, though, isn't it? If it's good, you want more of that. Yeah, I know there's that that sort of sequel thing with, you know, Airplane 2, where it's sort of just the same film again. But it sort of, you know, carries on. You know, the cast bouncing off each other and the world building and yeah but you know keeps it you know somewhat fresh yeah no that's a good choice um not that i am here to approve your list <laughs> um it's nice to have it though no <laughs> right so um shall i do mine then um yeah what is your number five my number five is a really newish movie that I only saw recently but I enjoyed it so much that I've added it in um, which is a horror anthology called Scare Package have, have you heard of that one? I haven't, no, no. Um, I like the name though well it's like a, it's like a horror anthology movie um, it starts off with a story that is a bit Leslie Vernon-esque actually where they have a guy who um He's like a sort of fixer for for like these serial killers. So he's he's the one ahead of time who always switches the sign round so it's in the wrong place and and stuff like that. And then on one occasion he decides that um, he's doesn't want to do that anymore. That he's going to save the lives of the of the girl uh, of the girls and ends up accidentally killing them anyway. Uh, and and then it goes from there and the rest of the anthology is done in a video store um so every so often they sort of flick to uh, a video but also ra- around the video store there's um there's a bit of a story going on as well so uh it was something i was on un- i found it unexpectedly very funny it's very very silly incredibly silly i'd say um I might get in trouble even for saying this, but I'd say some of the characters are Napoleon Dynamite-esque. Um, okay. <laughs> and it's very... Um, like I say, I just really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much to add it to my list anyway. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I, I can't add anything, unfortunately. But oh, I, that is something that so you've sold me on. I will be uh, be taking a look at that. It's very uh, silly. I, I I do like an anthology. Mm. Yeah, you know, they, they they do make for uh for fun times at the cinema. 
Uh, right. So I will jump into my number four then. And this is one where I think I sort of broke my own rules, but it does make sense to me. Okay. Uh, so I'm saying that number four is Tusk. Okay. All right. So, uh, are, you, are you familiar with Tusk? I am familiar with Tusk. Yeah. So everyone that I have spoken to and, and have, you know, says that I know I've seen this movie would put it just down as this deranged horror film. Mm. And they're right. They're completely right. But if you sort of step back on it, and, and especially in the end credits, you hear Kevin Smith and I, I believe it's Scott Mosier's long-time yeah. producer uh, on the podcast talking about the film. And you kind of step back and realise, no, this is actually this outrageously stupid story about a man being turned into a walrus. And it, it's it's hilarious when you break it down like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's all it's all in the tone. You know, it could have been an out and out comedy film if it was lighter, but they just made it as an out and out horror film. And I'd say it's probably Kevin Smith's most accomplished work as a director. Wow, you know, because I, for yeah, you know, I, I love Kevin Smith. He's, he's responsible for me discovering indie filmmaking, really. Mm. Uh, but I think you know, even by his own admission, that he's not, you know, he's not a great director. He's he's a worse actor, but he's, you know, he's a good ideas guy, and you know, and I think that. With Tusk, I think he's he's actually sort of elevated his filmmaking to, to get it done. He did a great job with it. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm sort of, I think, maybe in the camp of other people say I think that it is an out-and-out horror film. But I used to listen to Smodcast. And so I do remember I do remember that story happening. Um, so it is, it is interesting going into it, knowing that this is just the stupidest idea that that they had and thought, well, come on, let's try and make it. But, it, and I think, although Johnny Depp's actually quite funny in that. Yeah, for, I mean, for me, that's that's the the bit that draws it back. I, I don't care for, for Johnny Depp. Oh, right. Uh, in, in, well, not in general now, but, <laughs> you know, in that, in that film. But uh, the rest of it, I think, is... Yeah, it's just this weird little horror film that's yeah, it shouldn't good, really yeah. be a horror film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, everyone should see Tusk. Go watch it because they'll either you'll either find it funny or it will disturb the shite out of you. I reckon <laughs> more likely it will disturb the shite out of you. Uh, <laughs> but then just take a step back away from it, and and it all all will be fine. Yes, yeah, agreed. Um. Right, so let's do my number four then. Um, I wanted this movie to be higher, but on a rewatch, it's a bit problematic. So, um, okay, uh, number four for me is a uh, Toxic Avenger. Um, have you seen Toxic Avenger? Uh, a while back, yeah. So it's a trauma movie, um, where. Uh, a young a young lad sort of bullied and ends up in toxic waste and the toxic waste gives him 
muscles and a melty face. Um, and I just, I really like the overall very, very silly tone of the movie. Uh, all the characters are really, really over the top. Um, but uh, some of the jokes, some of the, like this one German guy who they just make a Nazi, which when I was watching it back, I was going, uh, you know, I can see how that was funny in the 80s, but um, it just sort of lose. You know, as you get a bit a bit older, you know, as we move along, it's sort of like, it's a bit stereotyping that we don't need, really. But yeah, aside from that, the other thing I like about the Toxic Avenger is he's got this horrible face, but he's got this really sort of nice voice. And he has a, a blind girlfriend who, which again, is quite funny. Um and when he does his kills, they're quite amusing too. So I really like Toxic Avenger. It, it is, I think, more a comedy than it is horror, but there are some good scenes of gore in it. Um, like I say, I yeah. would have, I think I would have had it higher, but just because there's a few problematic bits and it's a um, product of its time, isn't it? Really, it is. It is. Uh, yeah. So there you go, Toxic Avenger. Okay, lovely. So. Uh, after what I said about Tusk, I'm, I'm probably going to go completely the other way for my next one. And I'm saying Young Frankenstein. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, so, Mel Brooks. It, of course. So it's an out and out comedy film. Absolutely. But I, I don't think you can do any sort of top five with the word comedy and film involved and not feature a Mel Brooks in it. No. So it's what does qualify as a horror for me though is it's made exactly like those 1930s Boris Karloff films. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, it plays with that, it it follows the format exactly, but it has the putting on the Ritz scene. And it's it's just an incredibly funny film, you know, Gene Wilder going crazy in it, you know. Just the the usual great Mel Brooks writing, uh, which he wrote with Gene Wilder as well, mm-hmm. and the fact that he he fought so hard to make it in black and white, and it's all of Mel Brooks' films are labors of love. You know, you, you can't parody something as well as he does without having real affection for it. No, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, it's and a good, it's a it's damn just, good movie. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic film. Yeah. I'm frustrated now that I missed it off my own list. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have it as an honourable mention. Uh, well, I was going to say, I, I just thought of one while we've been doing the, the recording, which I got mad at myself for missing off. So yeah. I'll put that on my honourable mentions as well. Yeah, I guess it's... Uh, I don't know if this is the right term of phrase, but I guess this list, these lists aren't exhaustive. Um, you know, it'll probably change. Uh, yeah, I've definitely said that wrong. Uh, anyway, it'll probably change over time. Um, yeah, of course. So, was that your three? Am I on three? That's, that's my three, yes. Right, okay. Uh, so my three is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Uh, okay, yep, yeah, that was in my uh honorable mentions as well. So, okay, so you've at least seen that one. Um, so... <laughs> 
yeah, so I really I really like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. It actually, now I think about it, really fits in my wheelhouse of enjoying movies that that um, are doing one thing while doing another thing. Um, yeah. It's sort of like, well, no, it's not exactly like uh, Leslie Vernon, but it's got that sort of vibe to it where something's happening, but a, a sort of alternate way of doing it so yeah so I w- it's, it's the cousin to leslie vernon isn't it so yeah. it's doing the same thing from the other side yeah so i rewatched. Uh, i rewatched it again today <laughs> um so it's fresh so so weird that i couldn't remember when i rewatched it though so it can't be that fresh um but yeah i just uh i enjoy alan tudyk in it and oh, i've forgotten what the other guy's called um uh, Tyler Labine. Now oh, there you go. Yeah, those two yeah, are, he, are are absolutely brilliant and um, very charming as a pair. Absolutely fantastic. And my favorite bit of that me- of that movie, and I think it's the the thing that pushes it right up my list is when the one uh, guy dives into the wood chipper and he's trying to pull him back out, and uh, obviously he manages to turn the wood chipper off, and he's basically just looking at legs. He's going. Man, are you yeah. okay? <laughs> uh, it has been a doozy of a day. Yeah, it's brilliant. I I, I really love that. He just dove head first into the chip, the wood chipper. They're out here killing themselves. Yeah, so it's a it's it it really it's one of those ones that really makes me it makes me laugh, and I just enjoy watching it. I think. Um, I'm not a big fan of the back end when it turns into a different sort of slasher movie, but it's still good. Yeah, it's it's got this this nice heart of gold to it, hasn't it? I think it has got a heart of gold. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, talk and Dale. Okay, so I'll uh, I'll go for my number two then, and in very basic bitch fashion. I am saying Shaun of the Dead. Fair enough. No, I don't have that on my list. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is, uh, why I don't like Shaun of the Dead, but I don't. Uh, and I was a huge fan of Spaced. Um, it still am. So I don't know why it doesn't hit with me, but it just doesn't. But I'm, you know, obviously a lot of people like it. So I'm definitely on the, on the outside of that one. Yeah, it, I mean, I would say that it's, uh, you know, considered a, a genuine classic now, and I just think, uh, sort of, with good reason. It's Edgar Wright. I think before he sort of became a bit too self-indulgent, uh, and, and it's just this group of sort of talented writers, directors, just sort of on the precipice of something special, you know, because. Everyone involved has just really gone on to have great careers, haven't they? And yes, yes, yeah. Sort of off the back of it, you know. Uh, but it's got everything, you know. It, it's it's got some scares, it's got some laughs, it's got pathos. It's you know, and often all in the same scenes. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's I, I guess it's one of those ones where I know I can see that it's a good movie, but there's something about it that doesn't that I don't like. 
Um, I wish I, I really wish I could tell you what what that is. Um, yeah. And I, I, to be honest, I think it might be a little bit of gatekeeping. Uh, I think it's because obviously you know this was like most of the cast of Space, including the director. Whereas that wasn't like yeah. an o- overly watched show. So it was like, this came out and everyone's on, on board. And I'm like, no, these are the things I like, you know, that you like. <laughs> so it could be that. Because I remember that it's very quotable. Um, and the, I really enjoy them throwing the records at the uh, the zombie. In fact, no, it is good. Because the more I think about it, the more, <laughs> the, more, the, the more quotes I can remember, especially, you know... <laughs> What don't say zombie? Why not? It's not stupid. Yeah, and I think it's a, it's a film that's made with with a lot of of care and love for know, the genre preparation, and it's yeah, and it's clear that it's been worked extremely hard on at every level. You know, for you know the way that the script feeds into the you know the, the camera shots and. Uh, oftentimes you kind of do get the feeling that you know when when a writer and director are different that the visions kind of clash a bit but even though there are a lot of different parties that that went into making sure they're dead it's like everyone is on the same page yeah you know and it's right down to you know even the the other group of survivors (laughs) That are, uh, slightly better, the slightly better group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I again is also like really great cameos for just who's in there, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, all right, fine. It is a good movie. Uh, maybe I should watch that again. Maybe we should do that. Uh, we should have an episode on that. We could do a um, zom- We could have a zombie month. Well. We we have uh, we'll jump into unless you've got it on your list. We did have a, a Facebook comment saying zombievers, so I think now we've got we've got two there for it straight away. All right, brilliant zombievers. <laughs> yes, I haven't I haven't seen it, so that's the only reason why it's not made my list. Uh, no, no. So my number two is um, to be quite honest, I think this is probably uh, an actual comedy, but I'm. Gonna go for Gremlins to the new batch. Um, okay, yep. Which just makes me laugh. Uh, like the Gremlins franchise, I, I I probably argue that the first one's a better film, uh, but Gremlins two makes me laugh even more. I I love Christopher Lee hamming it up in it as the as the as the lab guy. Uh, I I like the different gremlins taking all the different potions and what have you and turning into different things and the smart one obviously there's something else i I remember when i was young when i first saw it because i probably saw it when it first came out or at least around that time and there's a bit in the middle where the gremlins mess with the movie and it flicks to something else um well hulk hogan hulk hogan it is hulk hogan shows up i'm sure it wasn't always hulk hogan I'm sure there was something else, uh, but I remember that blew my mind. What's going on here? They've... <laughs> What's happened? They've stopped yeah. the movie. They've stopped the movie. Yeah, he turned around else. and said back to the movie at the end of it as well. Sorry about that, folks. Yeah. 
Um, but like I say, I remember it being something else. I'm sure it wasn't always Hulk Hogan, but I might be completely wrong. That might be in a different movie. But yeah, I I, I, I like the whole thing. I think um, I, can't I, I had his name on the tip of my tongue earlier, but the guy who was um, Lex Luthor's dad in Smallville, um, he's really good in it too. John Glover. There you go, yeah, John Glover. Yeah, I really like him in it. Um, in fact, I think it's a good, a generally good cast overall. I think Dick Miller's uh, good in that one, um, reprising his role as Murray Free- Futterman, sorry, um, gets his revenge on the Gremlins. So, yeah, and I, of course, like the big musical number at the end, which is great. Um, yeah, I just think just, just Gremlins, just as a, as a franchise, it's just... Just wonderful, isn't it? It's just great fun, yeah. So, Gremlins to the new batch. That's my number two. So, okay. Right, so we've come to to my number one then. And again, I, I might feel that I'm being a bit basic, but I'm saying what we do in the shadows. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Um, I wasn't expecting that. I don't I actually know. I think I might have been because I think you said something along those lines. Um, yeah. That, I love that movie. I absolutely love What We Do in the Shadows. I think it's probably one of my favourite comedies. I haven't got it on my list, actually, because I there's just feel like there's not enough horror in it. But like you say, it just sort of breaks your rules a bit. Yeah, um, I, I would say it, it is a, a you know primarily comedy. There are two scenes, though, which I do think are very excellent horror directions okay sort of when they chase oh, i've completely forgotten the character's name nick nick there's the one sorry his picture yeah. on the uh on letterbox didn't look anything like him in the film <laughs> when they chase nick through the house is really great horror filmmaking you know it's uh that that found footage sort of shots moving around it's uh you're getting glimpses of stuff. You've got characters popping out of nowhere. And then it just, the jump at the end when Peter takes him out and just like that anti-climax of all the characters just go, oh, Peter's got him. Oh, well, never mind. Yeah. yeah. And then just on, on top of that as, as well, the other bit of great horror filmmaking is just with the werewolves and the transformation and, and then Stu gets killed. Well, killed in quotation marks. Just you know, it's a, it's a a good foundation of horror there that they they slip it in sort of as and when they need to, and then it's it's just this story of you know policemen, uh, policemen of werewolves and vampires. <laughs> Police. Uh, I'll, I'll get to it. I was thinking about it for a reason. <laughs> uh, werewolves and vampires, you know, but they're just they're just dweebs in New Zealand that have to navigate, you know, nightclub bouncers and familiars and yeah, you know, fashion, and then you know they get the police coming into them and and they, they, you know trying to hypnotize them because that's that's how a vampire would deal with the situation and it's. And the TV series is also great. Yes, you know? I really enjoyed the TV series. Yeah, I know. I think it's a really, really funny film. Like I say, it's probably up there as 
one of my favorites. And it does have, there's a lot of fun homages to proper horror as well. Like um, when they, um, when they try, when they get, I think it's when Taika Waititi's character goes to see Vladislav. And when he opens his door, he's got like all the sort of vampire women and stuff like that. Yes. And then he sort of closes it and then, and I love this. I like the idea that he's going around going, we're having a meeting in the kitchen. <laughs> and it's no... like the, the other sort of thing about it with the, how all the vampires are sort of different pastiches of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you've got the sort of the Nosferatu vampire and then you've you know, got the, the sort of sexy Bram Stoker Dracula sort of uh, character as well. Then you've got the Twilight one coming in at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a good, uh, it, it, it's a good one. All right, great. Well, um, well, we might as well do my number one then because we haven't had any that yeah, have, have, that have yeah. matched up. Um, it, here's one that I ummed and ahed about whether it was a comedy or not, and I think we we almost said that it wasn't. Okay. Um, which is uh, an American Werewolf in London. Okay, um, I I made the decision down the line that it is definitely a comedy because there's enough comedy moments in it, um, especially in the sort of porn theater, um, which has got some just moments in it that make me laugh out loud. Um, when the guy shows up, I certainly and, wouldn't argue too hard against it. Yeah, when the guy shows up and he's like, uh, "Oh yeah, I told you not to do this." I like, "I don't even know who you are." Oh yeah, sorry, leave you. Carry on. Um, but all the other things, I think um, Frank Oz, I think he, he is funny even for his little bit in, in it. Um, so it's it's definitely a decent mix of horror and comedy, and I don't know why I feel I've got to defend it. Um, so yeah, that would be that would be my my number one because it's one of my favorite horror films anyway, um, and I think it's got enough genuine laugh out loud moments to make it a comedy. And mostly it's been made by a comedy director, really. Yeah, I mean, I'm, again, I, I do think it does strike that balance between laughs and scares, doesn't it? It does. It does. It, I would say it is more horror comedy than one which is going to come up a lot in the Facebook comments, and which I did um and ah about. Uh but we'll, we'll we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it is a very strong choice. Yeah, good. Uh, so are we doing the Facebook now? Or did you want to have your own honourable mentions? Or should we go through this and then see where we go from there? Uh, so I, I will say I've got a couple of honourable mentions I think I'll, I'll mention first. Just that there's a few that have popped up in the group. Uh, but then... A couple that haven't, I would say the Greasy Strangler. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Which probably would have made my my top five, I think, if I'd have done it <laughs> now, <laughs> uh, because it it's this weird anti comedy, anti horror film, and I absolutely love it. Uh, and then the the other one, which uh, in in terms of sort of quality of film, it's not going to get anywhere near the top five, but the Foo Fighters Studio 666. I had a whale of a time with that. 
and I think it's very enjoyable uh, just as a film by itself. And it's got a nice cameo from John Carpenter in. Oh, has it? I don't think I've seen that. It does, that. yeah. I don't think I've seen that, so I think um, I think I need to. I think I need to see that. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's very clear the Foo Fighters can't act at all, but they make uh, they make use of that. I think, and they they do a, a good job of it, and uh, sort of a nice performance from Will Forte as well. Yeah. Um, well, my uh, my sort of uh, honourable mentions were. And I don't think I ever really had these in my actual list. Um, was uh, the Babysitter, which took me by surprise when I first saw it. I really enjoyed it. it was in fact it was one of my films of the year that year. Uh, I really enjoyed that one. I, I wanted to pick one of the Evil Dead movies, but I don't I like. I don't, for me, Evil Dead Two is not comedy enough, and um, Evil Dead. Army of Darkness isn't as funny. Um, but the other... Yeah, I sort of settled on the same thought as you there. Yeah. The the only one that I did think might end up in my list was The Voices with Ryan Reynolds. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, it's... Um, well, he's basically uh, a man suffering from a mental illness where he hears his cat and his dog talking to him and his dog is sort of his moral side, where his cat's a prick telling him to kill people. Um, I mean, she's basically true of life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which is, um, there's a moment in the movie where, because he has this sort of idealised version of his life, um, and there's a moment in the movie where he stops taking his medication, and you actually see what his life is like, and it's very jarring and actually quite upsetting. Um and really, really makes the movie. Um, and I think there was one more I wanted to say, but... Well, there are a, a couple that uh, I haven't actually come up with, which I'm a bit surprised at, but uh, well-received that I didn't really... Uh, it didn't, didn't really do it for me, uh, which... You know, I, I may well be wrong on, but ready or not, and freaky. Yeah, I watched Freaky, and um, I thought it was dumb. No, it was a, it was fine, but I thought Vince Vaughn was dumb in it while he was playing, um, being a girl. It was just very. I think I said actually talked about it the last time I did a top five, but when he's doing his girl bit, he's not acting as the girl in the thing. He's just acting like a girl. Um, yeah, he's sort of... Uh, frustrating. And uh, very over-the-top stereotype sort of thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, only other, the only other ones I thought about was Scary Movie, but um, they didn't make it in. Oh, I forgot about Tremors. <laughs> <laughs> Well, should we uh, should we start going through what what the Facebook group have said then? Yes, let's do that. Uh, I've got I've got them in front of me, so we'll uh, so we'll go through what the the, the right. f- Facebook friends have said. Uh, so Kyle has pretty much got very same thought process as us. 
so he's gone for Shaun of the Dead, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, uh, The Cabin in the Woods. So that's the big one for me. That came up a lot when I was thinking about it. And I, I just thought it was just too much on the side of horror to, uh, to, to put in for me. Uh, I have to agree with you. It does, it does have some good comedy moments in it, but that yeah, I don't think they're enough to push it into. It certainly feels like a horror movie to me. It's just yeah, more... I, I. Well, Kyle, Kyle's also said Scream, and I'm I'm putting both of those into the same camp in that this they get some laughs from metatextual horror uh, references. Yeah, I sort of disagree wholeheartedly with Scream. I wouldn't have even I wouldn't have even signed up to it being any kind of comedy. Um just because it's a bit meta, I don't I do I do get laughs from Scream. Yeah. Uh and he's also said Zombieland, so yeah, he's he's with us on this one. I think he'll like our top fives between us. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then we have Alistair, who said Brain Dead, uh, Shaun of the Dead again, Return of the Dead, uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It, because he's followed the Mel Brooks rule. And he's said American <laughs> Werewolf in London as well. Yay. So we're getting, we're getting quite a few that are, are cropping up uh, from from the uh, the Facebook and, and our lists. Yeah. Uh, again, same from Chris Wall, because he's got Zombieland and Shaun of the Dead in there. And mm-hmm. he's also got Carry On Screaming. And Cockneys versus Zombies. Can't I say I've seen Cockneys versus Zombies. Well, I was going to say that's it's a very London list, isn't it? This, I think we'll, uh, yeah, I'll need to check a couple of those out. Uh, so I'm not not a big Carry On guy, but didn't actually know they'd done a horror. So I'm going to have to, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to definitely have a look at that. Yeah, it's quite good Carry On, so agree me. Yeah, uh, and then we've got uh, Brian, uh, who said uh, Shaun of the Dead again and Dracula Dead and loving it again. Uh, get out, which I think I'm putting in the same as Scream for that one as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's given Evil Dead to an Army of Darkness mm-hmm. and Zombieland. So we've got we've got a few recurring ones here. Uh, and then he also just caveated that as well, saying just rewatched X and Scream uh, and realized that's my number one and two films. So bye bye Evil Dead and Zombieland. You can have <laughs> seven. We're we're not here to. Uh, Oh yeah, go for seven. A, We're not that. We, I mean, we technically did ten. So you know. yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam didn't actually give us any films. He just said that his uh, favorite moment from a horror comedy scene is in Dead Snow, where a guy gets bitten in the arm by a zombie and decides, against his friend's advice, to amputate his arm to stop the spread of the zombie curse. Then another zombie pops up and bites him on his knob, and he kind of shrugs and decides to take his chances without amputating it. <laughs> so. <laughs> That does sound like a good moment. It does. I need. I do need to see that. There's a lot of stuff I need to see. I'm getting a lot of uh, on my list today. But you know, the uh, the other half has gone on holiday uh, without me for a, a couple of weeks. So you know, maybe now's the time to get through it all. Maybe. Uh, so then next we have Nick, and he's said Evil Dead Two as well. Uh, Shaun of the Dead, Black Sheep, uh, which is actually that is a good one. Uh, yeah, as well. Yeah, uh, so, uh, Scout's yeah. Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. And I think I've seen Tucker that. and Dale versus Evil. I think I've seen Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. It's pretty good. See, I was thinking that maybe I have, but then I think I'm confusing it with the film Cooties. 
Goonies. Uh, which no. is the one in the school, isn't it? Yeah, no, it, it, it isn't that one. I have seen Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, but it's actually, yeah, it's actually pretty good. And then Chloe is the uh, the person who said Zombievers. Obviously. It's obviously Zombievers. Yeah. Which we'll have to find out for ourselves if that's uh, if that's the case. Well, Chloe, you're welcome to come back and watch Zombievers. And uh, Matthew, uh, that's not me, uh, said Cabin in the Woods is not only the best horror comedies of all time, it's one of my favourite movies, full stop. So again... I'm not going to argue about the quality of the film because I do think it is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just didn't uh, get the my my definition of it. But if it if it fits with Matthew, I'm happy to go for him with that. Yeah, I'm exactly the same as you. If you if it's a horror comedy for you, if it makes you laugh, then you know you're in. You, you've achieved. And so- I I also got uh, got tear on WhatsApp because she doesn't have Facebook, but she likes to be involved. So uh, she's given us the burbs. Uh, like yourself, she said Gremlins. Uh, the, Lo- the Lost Boys, uh, Beetlejuice, Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, and then she's also given us some of the, uh, the the recurring ones with Tucker and Dale versus Evil, Cabin in the Woods, and What We Do in the Shadows. Lovely. Well, thank you very much, Tia. That's, uh, that's a good list. Um, there was one on there I'd forgotten about, Little Shop of Horrors. It's a good movie, that. Yeah, the uh, the nineteen eighties one. The yeah, I don't. Original is definitely either. worth a watch. It's, yeah, it's charming. Hmm. It's got some good songs in that uh, in that movie. I think throughout our lists and the, and the comments, I think we've been pretty comprehensive with what we've put out, and I've certainly come away with quite a lot that I want to watch now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've already, I've already got a massive list, so I can't be adding more to it. Um, <laughs> I just can't add more movies to my list of horror movies because otherwise, I'll end up watching yeah, stuff if forever. People could just stop making them for a few years. Just let us catch up. It'd be <laughs> lovely. I could do with a comprehensive list of must-see movies, but I think everyone would be totally. Oh, real steals on Prime. So that was a real tangent, that. I love real stuff. <laughs> Not a horror movie. Is that the Hugh Jackman one where he's fighting robots? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm, am I going to have to put that on my list as well now? No. Okay. Fair I mean, I, it's not a horror movie, but um, I like it. Um, and now I'm just looking at Prime, look, looking at Prime to see what I've watched. So it's not, it's not very interesting, is it? Ooh, Poltergeist. Sorry, right. <laughs> wow, that yeah. One We're episode, not doing ads for Amazon. Yeah, one episode of it with me just going through Prime, going, hmm, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, because there's some horror anthologies I want to see called the Fear Footage, but they're too expensive at the moment, so I'm just keeping my eye on them. There you go. Um, right. So uh, that, that, I, I guess, guess that, that constitutes the filling, doesn't that it? That constitutes the filling. We're, neither of us have to ruin each other's horror sandwich today. Unless, of course, being a, it's a comedy, we put a hilarious rubber chicken in the middle. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> or we could, oh, or, yeah. we, or we could be forced to say "What's up" to each other every uh, while we're eating it. That'd be fun. Oh, do, you, do you remember those 
the late 90s Budweiser adverts. I do, yeah. Well, they, talking they, frogs and they copied it, didn't they? In screaming, not in screaming, scary movie. Was there? Yeah. yeah. That was the first time I'd seen it in scary movie. And so I actually thought it was funny. Uh, was there? Yeah. Oh, I, rem- I remember the first time I, I heard the. Uh... The, the the actual Budweiser advert and it ah oh, it was the f- probably the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and now and now we we hate it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anything was done to death, it's right that. Yeah. So let's put a final slice of bread in. As you know, I like to sandwich this together. Um, so a while ago, I posed the question to you that if I allowed you to gatekeep horror movies, what would you say is the one? that you have to see, that you would judge people for having not seen, should I say. So I, I actually have an anecdote for this one. Oh, so, that's fun. Yeah, when I was at uni, uh, we used to get together on a Friday evening and we'd watch a film. And we had a friend who was doing a film studies course. So you would expect them to be quite knowledgeable on film or gaining knowledge on film at the very least. Yeah. And we decided for that weekend, we were going to watch The Shining. Right. And not only did he bitch and moan about how bad a film it was throughout the whole thing, which for a film student discussing Stanley Kubrick, probably needs a bit of a <laughs> talking to from his lecturer. Yeah. Uh, but also he had no idea what the film was and he had no idea who Stanley Kubrick was. Wow. And yeah, that that was that was a big gatekeeping moment <laughs> right there. Yeah, no, but that person sounds like they need to be judged. We judge you here. Well, he, he certainly was that night. Mental, isn't it? But I suppose it was shocking. Yeah, I suppose it's what you've got a frame of reference for. That's so weird. Well, I think I haven't thought about this question that much, so. <laughs> I think I think but I think I would probably say uh, you know if someone hadn't seen The Exorcist that'd be that'd be like come on get on it. Uh I think that'd be that'd be the one for me that's um or maybe Halloween as well. But yeah, those two. Those are my I think, ju- there, are a, I think there are there are a half dozen or so entry texts, aren't there? I think that you've sort of got to to tick off. Yeah, yeah. I've seen this before on other on other things. Though, and it's obviously it's you know everyone's got a different opinion of what you know what you should have seen. Like some people would even say, "Oh, you should watch Pet Cemetery by now" and stuff like that. But yeah, so it's it's what it is on that one, and it's only just a daft question, really. I just yeah, of course. Because we, I, I don't gatekeep. That's the one thing I don't I don't like to do. <laughs> Uh, so, Apart from for Shaun of the Dead, yeah. Hmm. Uh, do you know? I never even realised until I started saying it that that's probably what it is. That I was annoyed that other people were enjoying it. No, you're not allowed to like things that I like. Yeah, it's so like not only we've we got a podcast, we've got some personal growth in it as well. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like therapy, like horror therapy. Well, there you go then. So. Well, before we wrap up, should we drop some sizzle for, for the next episode? Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, so 
we actually we did put a vote out into the Facebook group a while back on what type of film we want to cover. And we the votes came in and it settled on Hidden Gem. So I thought a Hidden Gem film that I enjoyed and think deserved a bigger audience was As Above, So Below. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that on the next one. Uh, yeah. Was I right or did I just completely misremember a film that could be quite bad? We'll find out. Yeah, we'll we'll find out next week on Creative Something, uh, whatever this show's called. Um, yeah, lovely. Creative Psychopaths, and that's what it's called on all your social medias. Oh, yeah, Creative Psychopaths. Oh, I said that, Creative Something. We, we need your support and approval. Yes, we do, actually. We do. Follow us on all the social medias. I will try and remember to put the link tree in, actually, this week's uh, description. Um, and if I don't, feel free to give me a virtual slap up there. Um, and I'll, then I can put it in. Uh, so And those links will take you to everywhere. You can listen to the podcast. But if you're listening to this, you should know where to listen to the podcast. So, But it take you to all the social medias as well. And I will try and get better at posting on Instagram and stuff like that. Because um, at the moment, I'm only posting that week's stupid picture. But of course, you do get to see that week's stupid picture. So that'll be good. And that stupid picture is always a highlight of my week. <laughs> okay, you always get a preview as well. That's nice. I do, you. yeah. I get yeah. it. I get it in advance. That's, it's that's like having... co-host preference. That. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do this week. I'll have to think it out uh yeah so let one right okay the last thing i want to say actually is if you enjoyed the top five thing we are going to do it more often and you feel free to get in contact with us on any of the social medias to suggest the topic because we're more than there's loads of subgenres for this yeah and i'm sure we can think of sub subgenres and um eventually we might even get around to doing a sort of top 10 all all time that'd be good um, that's yeah that's uh that'd be a nice long one that wouldn't it it would yeah oh we'd have to skip the what have i watched i think we'd, we'd have to we'd have to do that a week each i reckon oh yeah that's a good idea oh oh you know, you know what i'm gonna sizzle it now we'll do we'll do episode 98 99 as the top tens and then we'll do jaws for 100 there you go perfect Brilliant. Milestones to, to aim for. Fuck you now. A hundred of these. <laughs> hundred of these. Right, let's get this wrapped up. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, again, go to all the social medias. And the last thing to say is bye. Laters.